0: So giving up the American dream is hard. I don't want to make it seem like it's easy to give it up because you feel crazy. You look crazy. You feel dumb. You know what I mean? Like you feel exhausted. But at the same time, you still need to pay your bills. Right. So how do we do this thing? Let's have patience with ourselves one step at a time. Hello, friends, and welcome back. We have talked about the American dream extensively here on this channel, talked about what it means, what it truly was rooted in, what it cost me to to acquire, I mean, how I gave it up and why I gave it up. And with those videos, I've got a lot of backlash, a lot of pushback, a lot of people telling me, well, if you want to be successful, this is the only way to do it. And though I have thoughts about that, I want to start off by saying I understand, I get it. When I realized what the American dream was and what it cost me and how destructive it was to the people who chased it, it really broke my heart. Because let's be honest, a lot of us are chasing this definition of success that was given to us. We were never able to question what success meant for ourselves. We were told from a young age that this is what success means. Having a good job, having great benefits, having a big house, having kids and a dog and a white picket fence, all these things, right? We have an idea of what success looks like. And though I understand In every culture, it looks a little different. It's kind of all the same and it's all rooted in consumerism. It's also rooted in you being consumed by the system. You give all these years to the system and you're supposed to get all these things back. And so we know that that is not always the case, though. We see our elders who are still struggling to make ends meet after working for 50, 60, 70 years, right? Like we see this with our own eyes, but we still want it to be true. We still want to be the exception to the rule. And I understand. I get it. And I also want to share with you how I have been grieving the American dream, how I have been grieving participating in capitalism, because let's be clear, we all participate. If you're here in America, you're participating in capitalism somehow, but there is still room for you to critique it. There is still room for you to criticize it, to want to make it better, to want to create a different system, right? So I'm going to share all the ways that I've been mourning and grieving um, the American dream and the American system. One thing that I'm very clear about now is that literally capitalism in America is founded on slavery, on enslaved people, on the exploitation of free labor, And I see this, I see this model recreated over and over and over again. I see it in Amazon, like, you know, Jeff Bezos taking, you know, trips out to space, but your workers don't even get pee breaks. You know what I mean? Are getting paid little so that you can be, you can chase whatever childhood fantasy you had of like polluting the air and like going out to space. You know what I'm saying? Like you see this happening and your drivers are struggling to make ends meet. Um, And it's just, it grieves me. It grieves me. And I feel like once your eyes are opened, they're opened for real. I was on Twitter and I followed the Nat Ministry or Trisha. And she talked about how mourning hustle culture is a thing, like mourning these systems that we participated in, mourning these promises. You know, it's hard to come to the realization that everything has been a lie, that everything is not as it seems, that all that glitters is not gold. There is a grieving process that happens. And so for me, I'm going to share with you a few ways that I'm grieving I'm the American dream. Number one. I'm grieving the systems in which I thought I found my identity. So I thought that if I got the good grades, you know, if I, you know, got the big house, if I got the good car, if I had the good credits, because that credit is a whole other scam (laughs) that we can talk about later. But if I had all these things that made me a healthy, you know, fulfilling, you know, successful adult. And when That was that that veil was taken off of my eyes, so to speak. And I saw that, oh, that's actually not what makes me a good human being. It wrecked my life. It really sent me in a spiral because who am I without these things? Who am I without these accolades, without these degrees? Like, who am I without this job? You know what I mean? And it really makes you do the hard work, the hard understanding of who you are, how sacred you are, how holy you are. And that work in itself is harder to do than acquiring things. Not saying that schooling is easy or jobs are easy. That's not what I mean. What I'm saying is that it's easy to cover up our inability to see our self-worth with things, with with the house, with the car, with the accolades, Right. I talked about before how some people are getting degrees not because they have a thirst for knowledge, but because they just want to get a hand clap. They want the graduation. They want the graduation party. A lot of us are seeking so much self-value and worth because we can't see it within ourselves outside of these systems. If I don't have these things and I am no one. <laughs> and that's how I felt for a long time. It took me nine years to get my degree. And I talked about this before. Um, I was 27 when I got my degree. And when I got it, I couldn't even be happy because I thought that I was already a failure. I hadn't gotten it in four years, right? I didn't hustle through and push through and muscle through. I took my time. And though I was ill, I was mentally ill and I was physically going through it, like, and financially going through it, I couldn't give grace to myself because I'm like, you're a failure of a human being because you did not succeed within this time frame. And it's a lie, right? Wonderful. I got my degree. That's a wonderful celebration. But also, girl, you were worthy of celebration before you even got the degree. So, really, trying to find out who I am, find the root of my worth and my value was very difficult. Operating within, um, ah, operating within the American, within the American dream, right? And when I came out of it, it really, I really saw myself. I had to do the work, the hard work of seeing myself, and also untying myself, untethering myself from this idea of what success is, and that was really, really hard. So that's the first way that I'm more in the American dream. The second way was not being able to unsee what I saw, right? So seeing how people devalue people because of their money, because of how much money they have in their account or the way that they dress or the way that they speak. Seeing um, classism at every turn, seeing colorism at every turn, seeing, you know... (sighs) this hierarchy of who is important and who is not, right? I could not unsee it. And I was seeing it at every turn. And I was also doing the work of questioning why I thought, questioning my own biases, questioning my own um, toxic thoughts about people and myself, right? Like, it was really easy for me to see the worth and value in other people, but hard to see it in myself because I'm like, no, I don't have this, so I'm not good enough. I don't have this degree, so I'm not qualified. You know, like these kinds of things. But once your eyes are open to it, you see it all the time, You see people who tear down other people because they don't have the degree or because they're not well spoken or because they don't have the access or the resources that they have. Right. You see it everywhere. And it's really grieving. It grieves my spirit to see it so much. We see people say, oh, well, being being poor is a choice. It's not. I literally watched a a YouTuber. I'm not going to say their name, but they recently talked about how being poor and being in poverty is a choice. As if systems don't exist to keep people poor. Let me be clear. This system needs people to be poor in order to thrive. They need people to be a loser in order to thrive. They need people to be taken advantage of, to be exploited in order to thrive. And for me, that is a wicked system. There is nothing good about that. There is nothing beneficial about that. The only people who benefit are the people who win. And a lot of those people don't look like me. Don't come from my background. So why am I participating in this system that tears down people like me? And then once I acquire these things by exploitation or whatever or luck, I think that somehow I am better than these people. Make that make sense. Anyway, you see it everywhere. You see it everywhere. Poverty is not a choice. Poverty is a system and it is a very hard system to get out of. It is expensive to be poor. It is expensive to be in that in-between phase between, you know, needing food stamps and then, you know, not having the money required or having more money required than what you need to have food stamps, but then not having enough money to buy groceries. Like that in between stage, a lot of people are there. A lot of people are struggling, working three, four, five jobs, trying to make ends meet. And you got the nerve to talk about poverty is a choice. This brainwashing that happens with the people who live here who buy into this idea that they can buy themselves out, that they can, you know, buy themselves their worth and their value. It's sick, it's twisted. And that's another way I've been mourning the American dream. Another way that I've been mourning the American dream is, um, again, every thought I've had has been indoctrination. Every thought you're trained and groomed in high in high school, elementary school, preschool to think that the goal is to be the best. The goal is to compete. And if you are not the best, you are not important. If you're not the best, you don't get the sticker. You don't get the gold star. You don't get your picture up at the front of the the classroom. You're not worth anything. If you don't go above and beyond, you're not worthy of a raise. If you don't give all of yourself, if you don't throw away your whole life for a company, you don't deserve recognition, accolades, right? There are people who go to work, do what they're supposed to do and go home and never get the accolades because they don't go above and beyond. That is indoctrination. That is free labor, that is free labor. And I get working diligently. Wonderful. But do not be exploited. Do not exploit yourself. Do not allow people to exploit you for a dollar, for a for a hand clap and, you know, a gold star. Like, in that same way that we were chasing gold stars in elementary school, we chase them at work. You know, you might not get a raise that's worth anything, right? But you might get, like, employee of the month. That's a gold star, right? You might get recognition or a a name tag with like you know an apple on it i used to work at applebee's like an apple on it you know what i mean for being for working there for for years but but your pay doesn't reflect the value that you really bring to the company it's the same thing everything has been indoctrination this idea that i have to earn my rest earn my value earn vacation right that i have to struggle and and strive for happiness and joy that that i don't deserve to be happy if i'm not rich if i'm not exhausted that exhaustion is what is is what joy requires that that I have to trade in my peace for value. Yeah, everything is indoctrination. Everything. I was watching a commercial. Um, I, I like watching old commercials. It's a thing for me. And I was watching a commercial from the 80s or the 70s. And one thing they said is, oh, this is the Advil generation, right? And they're all about treating the symptoms as opposed to the cause, the root of it, Right. So here we have these people, you know, selling Bayer and, you know, Advil and Bengay and all these things, but no one is going to talk about the root cause. It's over exertion, overuse, right? Overstretching, doing too much, right? But if they told us these things, we would question everything we're doing, everything we're overdoing. They're giving us energy drinks instead of giving us breaks. They're giving us, you know, hand claps and accolades so that we keep overdoing. They're indoctrinating us at every turn, at every turn. When other people get around you, don't get it, they question you and say, Are you just lazy? Right? So if you're not careful, you will slip back into hustle culture, grind culture, because it's so embedded in everything and everything. And so groupthink works so well that if you're around a group of people who are overdoing it and, you know, muscling through and giving everything but their firstborn child to this job or to these people or these systems, you'll think that you're crazy for not doing it. You will think that you're crazy and it can feel so lonely because you're fighting your own thoughts of going back into hustle culture and grind culture and, you know, the American dream or chasing the American dream. You're fighting it for yourself, but you're also fighting the opinions and thoughts of people you love. Who want to do, who want you to do well and for them they think that you doing well means giving your whole life to a system and when you want to opt out of that you feel like you're being um you're being crazy you feel like you're being ungrateful right I know even with working with my mom like I've I've worried about feeling like oh she's not going to understand me she's going to think that I'm lazy that I don't want to do anything but that's not the truth I just don't want to overwork myself you know what I mean because I don't think that that happiness or joy requires hard work I don't want to work hard I don't So, yeah, I don't want to work hard. I just want to work in a way that is impactful, that makes money because money, money is important. Okay, I need money, but I don't want to exhaust myself. I don't. That's my boundary. My boundary is I'm not going to exhaust myself. I'm not going to exploit people. I'm not going to exploit myself. I am going to work in a way that is impactful and helpful. And that deserves money. That deserves resources. Right. But this idea that you have to work hard, you have to go all in, like to be seen as valuable is a lie. It's a lie. So, yeah, coming to that realization can be very lonely. People won't get it. You could look crazy to other people. And you might even think that you're going crazy yourself. You are not. <laughs> you are not. Awakening from, you know, this matrix, so to speak, right? Awakening from this idea that, like, the cost for success is the life of people, the vitality of people, awakening to that fact is hard. It's difficult, but it's necessary to do the work, to change the systems or create another system in which you can operate. So there are people who are like following, who are creating a life for themselves. People like The Upgrade. Um, the Upgrade is on sabbatical right now, but she, Kiki, um, she worked part time and she enjoyed that. She house hacked. She was able to afford a life that she wanted to live without exhausting herself. People like Stephanie Perry, who house it, right? House hacking. So she doesn't have to give all of her labor. There are people out there showing you that it can be done so please do not believe this lie that it has to be this way that it has to work this way let's be let's be clear in order for capitalism to thrive in america in order for the american dream to thrive in order for white supremacy or all these other systems that are that are evil to thrive yes it requires your life it requires your vitality. It requires, you know, you being exhausted, but you don't have to operate within those systems. And sometimes maybe it's good that systems die. Maybe it's good that things collapse. Maybe it's good that things implode. Maybe it's good that things that are, you know, that are unnecessary evil are destroyed so that they don't have to be evil anymore. What thing is necessary and evil? Why are we okay with that? Why are we okay with, Things being a necessary evil. It is evil, so it's not necessary. We need to be, we need to do the work. It is lazy for me. It is lazy to me, excuse me, for people to say, like, oh, well, it's a necessary evil. It has to be that way. Says who? If we put our minds together, the mind is a powerful thing. The mind created the system in the first place, even though it was evil, right? If we put our minds together, we can recreate a system in which everybody thrives, everybody benefits, but nobody wants to do the work because nobody wants to give up their wealth. Nobody wants to give up their access. Nobody wants to give up their position of being above other people. That's the truth. It can work. It has worked. It has worked other places but people don't want it to work and they're they're conditioning you and they're convincing you that it's not possible, but it is. They just don't want it to happen. And they will fight tooth and nail to keep it from happening because they want to remain in power. That's the truth. All right, rant over. <laughs> um, next, another way that I'm mourning the American dream is that everything is hustle culture. Everything is capitalism. Everything is white supremacy. Everything, everything. I went camping the other day or the other day, like a few, a month ago. And I was like, we're really paying people to sleep outside. We're really paying people to have access to the resources that God created, that God provided. Just think about that. Before colonies got here, before it was colonized, nature was free and accessible to everyone, to everyone. But because of capitalism and, you know, profits and all these other things, and like people are literally paying to sleep outside, even though the people who sleep outside because they don't have another option are being demonized. Think about that. Think about that. Camping is glamorized, right? Me sitting in this tent right now, it's, it's glamorized. But people who, who sleep in tent encampments and stuff like that are looked down on because they're failures. Because people call them failures. They are not failures. Let me be clear. Because people call them failures. But we're paying. Like, in what world does that make sense? In what world is that Okay. Everything is capitalism and capitalism cons- consumes everything. The reason why we have issues with the environment, the, re- the reasons why people are poor in the first place is because of capitalism. They need to exploit people. Capitalism in America requires poor people, requires people without, requires people who are disempowered, right? Because they, the people in power are exploitative. There is a way. There is a way for everyone to get along, for everyone to to have everything that they need. But people are greedy. They are greedy. So they don't want things to change. Anyway, capitalism is everywhere. It's everywhere. It's in everything. And it's gross. It's disgusting. And I'm tired. (laughs) I'm tired. I'm tired. A dog is going off over there. I don't know what's going on. (laughs) But okay. And another thing I want to talk about is healing fatigue, right? Nobody wants to talk about healing fatigue, I was sharing in Black Girl Creative about, you know, healing and about how the journey has been, you know, enlightening, but it's also been exhausting. Like there is an exhaustion that comes with healing and healing, you know, coming to terms with the truth, coming to the terms of how you've been lied to, how you've played a part in it, um, coming to terms, coming to terms with all these things has been enlightening, but it's been exhausting. And sometimes healing is exhausting. Sometimes we can push ourselves too hard to heal. I think about if I break an arm, right, for example, or pull, you know, maybe I tear a rotator cuff or something in my arm. The, the, the fix is not to keep moving like it's not there, to try to force myself to get to a place where I can move. It's to take my time to heal. Sometimes it's being still. Sometimes it is mourning. Sometimes it is painful, right? You know, yes, you do have the, um, you do have the physical, you know, treatments, the, the physical, uh, what is the word? Physical therapy, sometimes you do have physical therapy, but sometimes it's just rest. And sometimes healing from the lives that we believed with American culture and all these things, is just resting, it's just sitting in the truth of it, is being disgusted by it, is mourning it, is crying, right? Is sleeping, is sleeping, is is opting out of it for a minute. Because when you're taking in, there's a scripture in the Bible that says, a lot of knowledge, and I'm paraphrasing, a lot of knowledge, is sorrowful. And I and I believe that too much knowledge, too much like healing, too much understanding, too fast can be really depressing. <laughs> when your eyes are open to how evil this country is, this, these systems are, it can be really depressing. Right. Have grace with yourself. Have grace with yourself. Some people might think the answer is to, you know, give up all money and all these things. I don't think that's the answer. I think the answer will take more work than that. It's not the extreme, the opposite extreme of what this is. It is really rethinking about rethinking how we can live a new dream, our new dream. Why can't we come together and dream of a place where everybody gets to live somewhere? Everyone has the dignity of having a home, a home that is not, you know, infested or broken down. Like, why do people have to earn someplace to live? really questioning why that's the answer that's the way why do we do things this way who is benefiting from this why do i believe this why am i so hell-bent on holding on to the system that seeks to destroy me why that's where we start healing from americanism exploitation exhaustion that's where we start healing But that work comes after you rest. That work comes after you heal, after you pause, after you contemplate, after you do the work for yourself. And then if you have the energy to do the work for everyone else, wonderful. And even if you don't, understand the work starts with you. Instead of trying to worry about fixing the world, fix your own mind, fix your own thinking. And I feel like that is the way to healing. So if you are frustrated with the American dream, but also you're like, but I have to operate in it. And also it sucks. And then also like, am I a horrible person because I participated? You are not alone. You are not alone in the least. Like I get it. It's hard. It's difficult. It is not an easy road to go, right? And even for the people who disagree with me, I hear you. I understand. Because what would that mean if we gave up the American dream? What would have all this work that I've done mean? What does it amount to, right? I understand that. I have, I understand. I see you. I have empathy for you. However, once you heal and you rest and you come to terms with it, when you come to terms with the truth, that's when you can start creating a better future, a brighter future, not just for you, but for everybody. And I really do believe in living in a world where everyone benefits, doing things in a way that everyone benefits. It's not just about me. And that's my own politics, That's my own belief. And everybody doesn't believe that. But for me, that's where it starts. And I feel like that's the work that needs to be done here. So if you're grieving, if you're frustrated, if you're annoyed, I get it. You're not alone. Please understand. I see you. I feel you. And we're going to get through this. We're going to do this together. And if you like this video, please check out the last video I did on eight reasons why why I gave up the American dream or a video on what the American dream cost me. And let's start doing the work. And it's okay to grieve and cry. But first, rest. You are enough. Rest. I love you. I see you. And I'll talk to you on the next video. Bye. (laughs)